0: Uh, Requesting screenshots from from their analytics can help you a lot, and you will be able to see the audience, uh, the demographics, and also the retention, and in this way, you will be able to build the right approach to the audience and come up with the right messaging.
1: Welcome to Optica Talks podcast. In each episode, we discuss hot topics of mobile app market with renowned experts. Hey everyone! Welcome to Aptica Talks podcast. We haven't recorded for a while as Aptica was traveling all around the world and participated in a few conferences. We are back and we are getting used to our office routine and I'm happy to revive our conversations with another great expert this time. Please welcome Kristina Nikenka, head of Influencer Marketing at Zorka Agency. And uh, judging from the Kristina's position, you may guess that today we are going to talk about Influencer Marketing. And to be more precise, about common campaign mistakes and how to avoid them. Hey, Christina! thanks for being with us today. Are you ready to enlighten us? <laughs> Hi, Xenia. Thank you so much for intro. intro. Um, how are you doing today? I'm ready to enlighten you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes, I'm pretty excited because this topic... I would say it's quite popular nowadays and the industry is talking about the influencers, how to choose them, how to choose them at the right course, as there are many arguments and many impediments around that. And for me, it's like a minefield. So you need to bear in mind many factors to uh, ensure uh the successful campaigns and it's great that uh today we have you we have the experience of Zorica, and we can uh share this experience and learn from your experience uh so before we start uh could you please tell us briefly about your background for how long have you been in the industry for how long have you been working with the influencers
0: sure i will try to make it brief um So basically I'm managing influencer marketing division at Zorka Agency, as you already mentioned. And with the best experience spanning five years, I have specialized in promoting different products, uh, offline products, uh, mobile apps, as well as mobile games. We are influencers on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch worldwide. Um, As a part of my role, I'm also responsible for adapting our product for ever-evolving landscape since you know that uh, this market is not stable and there are a lot of changes. Um, So the reason of me being here today, I think that uh, the area of my expertise lies in helping product teams and crafting effective influence marketing campaigns and in order to do so you need to take into consideration um, different obstacles uh, challenges and also uh, mistakes that you need to avoid in order to uh, increase the chances of uh, positive airwild campaigns so i'm here to share my knowledge and uh, make sure that you're aware of those blind zones <laughs>
1: Yeah, sounds both exciting and challenging. i mean, your position. Uh, great. So I suggest we divide our questions and all these problems into two camps. Uh, first, let's start with the product issues that may arise and then uh, move to the marketing uh, ones um, and dis- uh, discuss it in more detailed ways. So talking about the application, so mainly we are talking about the mobile applications. So what may go wrong from the product angles? What here we shouldn't neglect?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, let's start from the product perspective. Um, so launching a campaign when the product is not ready can lead to controversial results. Uh, what do I mean by not ready is uh, the situation when there are um, uh, some bug experience or lack of localization or low ratings at apps. It Uh, all of it can uh, damage your brand's reputation as well as influencers reputation. So before diving into influencer marketing, ensure that your product is polished and ready for users. And uh, even if there are some technical issues, uh, be transparent with your audience. Um, I'll give you a, uh, some example from our experience. Uh, we've been launching the campaign for VPN, and during the campaign, uh, some technical issues appeared. Some of the users were not able to log in into the system from certain geos. So we decided to be transparent, and influencers were mentioning that, yes... Um, uh, the product is aware of this issue, but at the same time, the support team uh, works 24-7. And if there are some issues, uh, don't hesitate to contact them. They will help you uh, right away. And if not, if you won't be able to log into the system, you will get your money back. So in this way, we even able, were able to increase the conversion rate and also to build the loyalty of the user because they felt safe and secured making sure that okay if something goes wrong yeah,
1: there, there is this trust yes the audience trusts you because you are not afraid of admitting that actually y- you have some problems and you're solving them um you mentioned uh, polish the product but how can we understand that your product is polished because every time you have some bugs you have some complaints from my perspective you can never be sure that your application works 100 percent of
0: course like application it's not um 100 dollars note
1: uh, which everyone
0: will like you know yeah. <laughs> uh there could be some some bugs or some technical issues as i already mentioned but uh uh, you need to take into consideration something serious that can uh, really influence user experience. Uh, if some minor um, issues appear, it's fine. Just don't highlight it in your creatives and um, don't mention it in, to the brief.
1: But if something major appeared, uh, just be transparent. Mm-hmm. Clear. And concerning the localization, so how local <laughs> should you be Maybe it's only about the language or about the culture uh, also before launching this campaign. So you should only translate the app or maybe you should go further.
0: It depends on the geo you're launching campaign. And mm-hmm. um, if you work with Asia or LATAM, uh, you definitely need not only translate, but localize your app and all the creatives uh, which are used. That's just because... Uh, People won't understand your approach uh, if it's not localized. Uh, But speaking about, um, I don't know, Germany or Netherlands, of course, you can uh, launch the the product which is in english you don't need to translate into the local language so
1: it all depends on the geo i would say uh, and local influencers i guess for asia and latam it's better rather than the european figures yes uh, before this recording we were discussing uh with you some links you were mentioning that it's better to integrate some links special links to track the campaign uh, uh, so could you please expand on that uh, yeah we recommend to use uh Hybrid
0: links, like deep links, which can uh, just only one link that uh, can uh, de- depends on the uh, device that will lead you to the right place, uh, either it's a, a landing page or store directly. Um, why do we recommend it? Uh, just because it's easier for users to link on the one link, just like to select from three or four. Uh, it will decrease the chance of uh, users to go to organic traffic. Um, So, before launching the campaign, you need to make sure that your tracking system is in place uh, because uh, it will help you to uh, measure the campaign's results accurately. So, invest some time, um, some time in uh, conducting tests. I would recommend you uh, to create those hybrid links and to give it to the new users, maybe, I don't know, five or ten new users and also uh, old users that used your app in the past but uh, stopped doing it for a while in order to see if all this traffic is attributed to this campaign. And if no, just evaluate uh, what percentage of user is not um is not tracked and uh, take it into consideration while uh, while you are uh, evaluating the final results after the campaign.
1: But uh, what are the advantages of these hybrid links uh, in comparison with the, the classic traditional ones? Uh,
0: so you just need one link uh, to place into the comment section mm-hmm. or uh, in the video description. Uh, some users, like when you open, for example, YouTube on your phone, you will see their uh, upper part of the description. So you won't be able to see th- all three links uh, unless you open it up. So uh, when you see one link, you just click and it will bring you to the store or to the landing page, depending on the, uh, what device you use. So uh, it um, decreases the chance of, uh, of the user to go to organic traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because the user can see this contact, uh, I don't know, today or in a month or in a year, but still, uh, if even in a year, the attribution system will track this user as the one coming from the influencer source, right? Yeah, that's true. But um if you use um, even three tracking links, uh,
0: not hybrid tracking, it would also uh, uh, attribute this user in a year or one month it doesn't matter um, I'm just saying that one link it's more efficient just
1: it's easier yeah. yes <laughs> it's easier to put one link um, okay so are there any other uh, maybe some issues with infrastructure the product uh, that uh, could uh, destroy uh, the campaign I wouldn't
0: say like destroy but uh, something that you need to take into consideration It's uh, QR codes and promo codes. So the uh, the number of users who watch the content from TV tablets uh, is growing rapidly. So it's better to use uh, QR codes in your creatives uh, to track down those users. And speaking about the promo codes, it also could be super uh, effective way uh, to track your users. uh, Just because we all know that about thirty percent or even more uh, go to organic. So they just uh, search your app uh, in the store or on Google, um, just avoiding uh, clicking some random links. And the promo code will help you out uh, to track down those users even like a long, to- uh, long time after the campaign. So it's really effective tracking tool.
1: For me personally, yeah, I would rather not click a link. <laughs> so if i see the campaign i go directly i'm i'm this user so exactly i'm, I'm going to the store just searching for this application <laughs> and then uh, looking through the conditions and it's not easy to track me uh okay so if we are talking about the marketing issues so uh, from what i've heard and from what i know that is getting harder and harder to find find the right influencer at a reasonable cost it it used to be uh, easier before, but now we have so many influencers, so many stars, celebrities, I don't know, of um, different uh, niches, of different levels. Uh, so you might be lost completely uh, while searching for your star. Uh, To push uh, and boost your app. So, what recommendations uh, could you give us here? What mistakes? What what are the common mistakes? How to avoid uh, frauds and uh, fake ones? What is your selection process at
0: Zorka? In order to identify the right influencer for the uh, campaign, uh, we start from uh, competitor analysis. Uh, we don't want to waste money on uh, multiple tests. We would rather uh, invest some money in the research and see uh, what brands work with what category uh, b- with bloggers from what categories and what platforms and uh, based on this approach we can um we can find uh, some look alike influencers or maybe even uh launch a campaign with the ones who uh, Uh, promoted the product multiple times. So it's one of the signs that uh, that blogger, vlogger, whatever uh, you call it, showed a great result in the past for your competitor. Um, But if, for example, some of your competitors um, were silent or they didn't launch any campaigns and you need to uh, build your strategy from the scratch. I would recommend you to um, use some tools, third party tools uh, for uh, looking for the influencers. If you, for example, start up or um, you don't have resources uh, to invest in the, those tools, uh, you can um, do just a manual search. But uh, when you identify the right influencer based on the content and start negotiation process, uh, make sure that you request the statistics from the channel itself. In this way, you will not be able to uh, avoid those fraudsters, I would say. Uh, influencers who um, have fake users are... Um, so yeah, uh, requesting screenshots. The screenshots from, uh, from their analytics can help you a lot. And you will be able to see uh, the audience, uh, the demographics, and also the retention uh, during the video and during the promo. And in this way, you will be able to build uh, the right approach to the audience and come up with the right messaging.
1: Mm-hmm. and uh, can you name uh, maybe some of these tools that uh, you've mentioned mm-hmm.
0: i can mention the one we use uh, it's iq data and hype train and for competitor analysis if you need you can use use and uh, thought leaders those are great tools to be honest but it's hard to find one tool which uh, can cover all you need unfortunately <laughs> Maybe one day I
1: <laughs> will be lucky. <laughs> no, it's better to use maybe several tools to compare the data, not just rely on one source. I guess it's why it's a wise strategy. Yeah. And uh, while you were talking about the statistics, so uh, about the screenshots, is it possible to like put the wrong numbers, fake numbers in this screenshot with special programs? So how can you detect that these numbers are not correct? Is it in the ongoing campaign already that you understand that something uh, goes wrong or how it's better to manage?
0: Of course, screenshots can be photoshopped. And um, um, unfortunately, we've faced that in the past. It's um, mostly related to Instagram. Uh, In order to avoid Photoshop, we were asking to make a screencast uh, of their screen. Some of them were refusing, of course, <laughs> um, but some were willing to provide the statistics. Uh, but since we use those third-party tools for us, uh, the main uh, the main issue, not issue, but the, the main thing is just to compare. Uh, the screenshots and actual data that is provided by third-party tool. If it's plus minus the same, that's good. We're on a safer side. But if we see some major differences, uh, this is a red flag.
1: So, and you'd rather not continue with this influencer, clear. Um And about the audience, you check the audience for one influencer, for another influencer. So what strategy is better here from your experience again? Is it better to cooperate with one uh, big influencer, Or it's better to choose uh, several uh, smaller, I would say, influencers. But in total, uh, you would reach the same audience in terms of numbers.
0: Yeah, like a lot of uh, marketers are focusing or prefer to focus on micro-influencers or niche channels, but without considering a broader landscape, um, it can limit uh, your campaign reach. So uh, we would, I personally suggest uh, to combine some micro and niche channels with a, a middle uh, like medium and uh, bigger influencers uh, in order to uh, diversify your risk. Because in influencer marketing campaign, not every influencer will show you the great results. Uh, that's why it's better to uh, test uh, different categories uh, from different platforms and different sizes. Uh, if, for example, some medium or big uh, influencer will show like outstanding results, it can cover all the campaigns. But if there would be a lot of small, like micro influencers with a kind of narrow reach, the chances of uh, getting on plateau. Uh, uh, lalo
1: mm-hmm. i'm curious here about two points so the first one can huge influencers fail i mean can uh can oh yeah yeah <laughs> so and the second one uh how i see that with micro influencers you can reach targeted audience better because like you know that this micro influencer is a specialized one uh, and it's uh, focused on this type of audience. And with big influencers, it's quite vague, the audience itself.
0: It all depends on the category of blogger. If, if, it, if he comes from entertainment niche or, um, I don't know, some pranks or just humor, yes, the audience is super wide. Um, it's not niche at all. But if we're speaking, for example, about some um, uh, gaming channel, that is specialized on one title so more likely his audience will be all interested in some sort of brand or game so it's uh safer here to uh, run the campaign with a bigger name but before doing that you need to test the waters uh with the smaller ones
1: and the big influencers can fail
0: <laughs> yeah they can
1: that's sad to hear
0: of course like uh yeah, for example, I don't know, invest in all your influence marketing uh, budget to, um,
1: I don't know, PewDiePie can be quite risky. <laughs> it's better to diversify the channels, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have this influencer, we've chosen a great one. So now we need to uh, negotiate the campaign itself uh, with him or with her. So I know that there there might be some uh, mistakes again and some issues with the brief so it might be ill-conceived it might be a lack of assets Uh, what uh, should we focus on here Mm -hmm.
0: yeah like uh, providing influencers with a wake or poorly throughout brief um, can actually lead you um, to content that uh, doesn't align with your brand And uh, yeah, that's why it's really important to to think it through and to include all the main aspects about the product, uh, what to do and not to do. From our experience, super creative briefs sometimes don't bring better results. Everyone say that uh, the creativity is a key, but not always, to be honest. Uh, In uh, very performance-oriented campaigns, strict briefs can bring better results than just in the situation when you give this creative freedom to the influencer and he can show whatever he wants, even so he knows his audience better. So uh, in any creatives, it's better to test few approaches And select the one that uh, works the best for you.
1: Mm -hmm. So influencer can suggest, right? The approach and uh, he or she has a say in the brief. But mainly all the rules are dictated uh, by the marketers and marketing team, right?
0: In ideal world, yes. Uh, But some marketers are not experienced. So they don't really know what works better. That's why they prefer to... uh, Uh, put this responsibility on influencers. But uh, from our experience, not all influencers are super creative or super initiative. And they will come to you and say, let's do this and it will work. Okay, I will read i don't know description of your app on the app store and then mention it uh, in a boring way in my video so it's better for us uh, like marketers to be more proactive and think it's through. what do we really want influencers to mention during their creatives
1: so but what uh, if for example you see this creative running uh, through different channels and you are not satisfied with the results uh, can you ask uh, this influencer to redo to record again or everything is under some conditions that you put beforehand because i have heard many arguments that uh, some influencers they uh, rejected to proceed with some refunds and try again with the creatives and there were many uh, problems with that so have you ever encountered uh, this experience
0: of course in the situation when um influencer doesn't bring uh, the performance that we expected we are asking them to come up with uh, some additional promo post they don't usually make a totally new video uh, but uh, some of them are willing to contribute and uh, provide some extra uh, post uh, in order to achieve your goals Uh, but not all of them that's why I recommend you to think about your legal agreement and uh, include as many clauses there as uh, possible. Uh, Some of the influencers, they have legal advisors or they work for talent agencies uh, with the lawyers who will go through all the agreements and uh, will fight for every clause, but not all of them. Influencers who work uh, independently, uh, they might not uh, be that strict or not going uh, through, through the details and sign whatever you provide them. So it's better to include some responsibility. For example, if they don't reach uh, some uh, expected amount of use, they are obligated to make the promo once again. Or uh, they are giving you legal rights for the content. So in this way, you will be able to use this creative in your performance marketing campaign. Or they are obligated to provide Screenshot of the statistics after the campaign because some of them after getting money they don't want to do anything <laughs> even like providing a screenshot so it's better to think uh, about every aspect of the campaign uh, in advance and include everything in the legal agreement
1: mm-hmm. yeah so it's better to put everything on paper just to be on the safe side uh, yeah quite logical um, so. And what about the channels? I mean, we have the influencer, we have the creative. We need to run (laughs) this creative through various channels. And when I'm talking about the influencer marketing, the first thing I have in mind is TikTok and YouTube. So maybe there are other channels uh, worth considering when you set up the influencer campaign that also can bring you some uh, good results, or it's better to just put your budget on TikTok and YouTube YouTube because it's proven to be the best ones with influencers.
0: It all depends on your goal if you want to get just brand awareness campaign i would recommend you to go on tiktok because uh, the traffic there is cheaper Uh, but if uh, you're eager for performance uh, i would recommend uh, to be multi-platform it's one of the trends um, where marketers and like influencers they post the ads on different platforms depending where they active at it can be youtube twitter some uh, groups on discord uh, instagram twitch whatever like be everywhere where your audience mm-hmm.
1: is so with the same creative or you need to uh, come up with various ideas for every platform because maybe there are some specific criteria or specific requirements it's better to so uh, as we were talking about localization, it's the
0: same way. Uh, it's better to uh, localize creative according to the, uh, to the platform and uh, formats there. But what I see on the market, not everyone is adjusting the creatives. And sometimes they're just posting the same type of content everywhere. Um, just because it's usually uh, free of charge or they need to pay uh, less for that. But if influencer needs to come up with five different creatives for uh, every platform, it will be like uh, multiply by five.
1: And to talk numbers and analytics, what platform uh, apart from TikTok and YouTube would you recommend? Uh, I think it all depends
0: on the, uh, on your product. Uh, for example, if your fitness app is better to go on, uh, Instagram or TikTok, if, if it's a game, uh, um, mid or hardcore game, uh, definitely Twitch and uh, YouTube. If some app for audio books, for example, uh, every platform mm-hmm. can work
1: okay so and where do you find some insights and maybe case studies for yourself maybe you can recommend some other resources to dive into
0: i think uh, one of the best ways uh it's to monitor platforms uh, blogs uh they're they constantly uh send some updates about the platforms and algorithms and also some interesting news uh I personally follow blogs of different uh, influencer marketing and just digital marketing agencies because they share their uh, own cases, experience, and uh, some interesting updates and researches. And speaking about Zorka, we have our uh, team who is uh, monitoring the news on a monthly basis and have presentation and reports uh, at the end of the month, which we also share with uh, our clients. Uh, so this also a great source of information, and maybe we can share one with uh, with Aptica.
1: <laughs> so uh, I guess I, I can put the link in the description for this episode, so our audience can read and uh, dive into the blog section, just maybe to find some more insights there. Uh, and I've missed the point about money, so <laughs> I don't know why. What's the average? Uh, just out of the curiosity, what's the average budget? for influencer i know that it might depend on the product on the influencer but uh maybe there is this minimum amount are there any benchmarks here um mm-hmm.
0: uh, budget is uh, i think it's a sensitive uh, sensitive topic uh just be just because the budget uh itself doesn't make any sense uh, without the goal you want to reach uh, so I would suggest to start from there. Uh, okay, I want to get 100 installs. Uh, then uh, understanding your average conversion rate, you can uh, calculate how many views do you need to get in order to uh, get that many installs. And uh, based on that, you can estimate the budget. Um, so the prices uh, prices depend on uh, geo. For example, uh, average prices in uh, English-speaking countries like uh, U.S., um, Canada, Australia and so uh, on YouTube, uh, it's about $20-$30 per 1,000 uh, CPM. Uh, speaking about uh, Latin American countries, it will be 7 dollars Um, and so on.
1: Yeah, so a lot of maths. Um, Okay, so I'm running uh, out of questions. If you would like to continue this conversation with Christina, uh, you can contact her uh, on LinkedIn and via email. I will leave all the contact details in the description uh, as well so you can continue this dialogue and follow Zorka official website in the blog section and follow Aptika for more episodes and for more updates and we have several reports on the ways about gaming about UGC creatives uh, by the way and three more courses in our academy so you can also learn some more stuff about uh, mobile world and mobile applications so thank you Christina for sharing your knowledge and for being with us today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Ksenia. Thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you for having me here. It was a pleasure.
1: To find out more about Optica and its products, please visit the website optica.com. Do not miss the next episodes by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any other major platforms. We would appreciate your feedback to make our podcast even more insightful for the industry. Thank you for listening.